0: Hello, 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 Joe. We are back on a fine, hot Monday here in Miami.
1: Uh, yeah. No, it's, uh, I was just looking at the full screenshot. I'm going, it's pretty good here on this uh, video I thing. Fu- Sorry.
0: I fucking, oh, are you talking about yourself or me?
1: No, yeah, I was talking about myself. I, I was oh. going to throw you in there too, but yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> <Come on laughs> us. Hey, I've got one of my favorite shirts on today. I don't know if I've shown it to you before. I may have already. I'm going to show it to you now. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Sir, surely not everybody was Kung Fu. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, You know what's
0: funny? You know why I love that shirt? Because I walk yeah. down the street and people my age laugh out loud.
1: Yeah. It is funny how they get the cultural references. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> and Everybody else just looks like, what the fuck is he wearing? What the fuck <laughs> does that mean? <laughs> Kung uh, Fu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet like um, Seventy-five percent of our audience doesn't get it, but who knows? Maybe.
1: No. Um, wow. God, I don't even remember. I remember the song, but I can't remember. Was that like? Was Everybody that was kung fu fighting. Yeah. But was that early <laughs> '80s or, when, oh. or was that '70s? Because that was kind of know. disco-y, right? That was a disco yeah. oh, song. Oh yeah, kung fu. I want to say maybe '78.
0: Oh, let's look it up. Let's go to the. Let's go to the Google.
1: Look <laughs> gets you like the panda movie. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> first. Uh,
0: who first sang Kung Fu fighting? 1974. Ooh, that was off. Holy shit. Everybody was kung God, fu. God, something fighting. that came out even
1: before <laughs> I was born. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, your facial expression was great on that one, man.
0: Niblet says those cats were fast as lightning. Mm-hmm.
1: <speaking in> All right. Uh,
0: so my family avoided COVID for two and a half friggin' years.
1: And the STD? Not-
0: that's it. that's yeah, because we passed STDs amongst my family members. Um-
1: Ouch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't going there,
0: man. Um, And uh, my son got diagnosed this weekend. So he's locked in his room, although he's out getting the uh, monoclonal antibodies right now. Um, But my wife has symptoms, but knowing her, it's psychosomatic. But the home test was negative. So far, I'm fine and my daughter are fine. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So. We didn't mask yeah. up at school, you know? My kids were pretty vigilant. My son was more paranoid than the rest of us. But didn't mask up for the first week of school last
1: week. And here well, we it's are. High, it's high season. Florida yeah. high season for COVID. Um, But he's all boosted up, I presume. So. Yeah,
0: totally. Totally boosted.
1: Yeah. I so. mean, I feel like I've had it a couple of times myself, mild cases. Just because you're like, I remember like last um, couple of months ago. God, it was like a week when I was sick. And I'm doing the show, I just would keep losing my train of thought, like two words into the sentence. It's not like, you know, me going on a big story and then forgetting where I was trying to get. It's like, that's different.
0: That's different than normal.
1: Is it day or night? You know, is it? uh, (laughs) It was that kind of thing. And it just wrecks with your thinking. You know, of course, now I'm firing on all cylinders. So, of course,
0: of course, you're you're killing it.
1: Well, I wish him his bad. I wish him the best Thanks. Though. Thanks. And thanks. your wife, of course. Too, yeah,
0: because so. cause here's the problem. I'm gonna have to fucking play nursemaid and pick up the daughter from school and you know, I do the morning drop off, but I don't do the afternoon. I'm gonna have to do all the friggin' errands. It's gonna be if my wife has it. But well Nut even up, if she's dude, not up, man. She can yeah, but it. I don't have time for this shit,
1: Joe. No, I know. Uh, we never fear do. and
0: greed down. Oh, Sean says just recovering from it. It sucks. <laughs>
1: Look at the next one.
0: Yeah, (laughs) That's not COVID, Joe. That's old age, man. Yeah. Joe definitely has that problem.
1: Yeah, Uh, I guess all that testosterone and growth hormone I went on has got me thinking again.
0: (laughs) Fear and greed down to 29. We had a nice little plummet over the last uh, 24 hours, 48 hours or so. Uh, Overall, 17, uh, 18% down for ETH over the last seven days, 11.75% down for Bitcoin. Um, But somebody remarked, I just saw a tweet, somebody saying that uh, S&P is is down much harder than Bitcoin right now. And they were doing some hopium for a a correlation, uh, a a discorrelation between between the two. But we'll see. (laughs) Look, you know. I'm still concerned from my, from personally from the perspective of the the macro stuff, and of course you know we have uh, Sean really kind of giving us on the TA front that he thinks uh, Bitcoin can drop to 13. I am, uh, except for some experimentation, I'm going to talk about here, all cash right now. So all all of the stables right now uh, have been for about a week and a half, except for a couple of longer term. Uh, staking things at the a little Ethereum, a little bit here and there, but uh, for the most part, um, I'm, I'm I'm on the sidelines. So, how about you? Joseph? Yeah, I mean,
1: the first thing I did when I saw that, you know, everything off ten percent or whatever, the last, I wasn't really looking a lot over the weekend. But I kept thinking about what Sean said, and I kept thinking about the bottom twelve weeks, sort of um, ranging there. And I so I pulled up some charts and looked, and I'm like. You know, I mean, Bitcoin, I think, off the bottom is up, was up 50 percent a couple days ago um, from yeah. that. Um, ETH was up 100 percent. So to me, whether it's in that bottom range or not, it's, it's natural. It's profit taking at this juncture. Yeah. I mean, sure. to me, I, I sure as heck would if I came sure. in new or if I doubled down and you know, it has been bleeding out and I got a chance to take some back off. You know, I would definitely do it. So. I kind of look at that and then I looked at that bottom 12 weeks um, and you know, it just looks nice and stable. Like just kind of like a little surf wave in that range, but that range is 50% again on Bitcoin and a hundred percent on ETH. So, you know, I think we just kind of are in that range. I mean, unless it goes down, of course. Um, But I think that's the debate. Is it still still
0: flirting with that 200 WMA? Um, you know, line. Is that
1: monthly candles? What is that? We're
0: below it right now. Yeah. This is monthly. Um, what's the four hour look
1: like? Oh, okie dokie.
0: Mm, I don't think this. Yeah. So that's the line right there. This is the dump this, you know, last couple of
1: days. Okay.
0: All right. So, so, uh, anyway, uh, on a happier notes, you know, I talked last week about that new chain I've been fucking around with Canto. Yeah. So uh, in like 48 hours, they went from 1 million TVL to 50 million TVL and are now ranked 37th on all chains. Um, they've already had their first NFT rug. So they're legit for $4,000. And um, there are multiple dApps being deployed and a couple of more uh nft projects being deployed but what's most fascinating to me about it is the community growth in their discord and in telegram has been like astronomical like and everybody's chipping in everybody's helping each other out everybody's kind of dealing with you know setting up um um setting helping people set up their wallets and get their rpcs right and and everything else it's been it's been a lot of fun to play with this uh with this chain and experience it and you know just just um enjoy the experience of something brand new kind of launching with a cool ethos now if you remember i told you guys it's um you know fully uh let go by the community. They have the built in free public infrastructure. So it's got um, uh, a DEX built in, lending protocol built in, stablecoin built in, and governance built in. And they've had a ton of uh, governance um, um, proposals already voted on to start the liquidity mining, etc. Let me um, share this other screen. I'm in. Doo, 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 doo. Window. Here we mm-hmm. go. Uh and so you yeah, look I got you know I got a, 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 this most of this is is the um airdrop I got from playing with it but I'm staking validating the network through uh you know uh, delegating through validators um I'm I'm uh, compounding the staking rewards that I get it's certainly it's currently going at 235% and then on the LP side um, the way it works with the LP is you set up the LP um, and you put it in. I put in a, you know, a couple hundred bucks, whatever. And then in order to get the rewards, you have to then um, supply it to the lending protocol. And so right now I'm doing Kanto, which is their core gas token, and Note, which is their stablecoin. Um, you know, it's paying 1,251% APR. So um, they've juiced it up nicely. Canto Adam pays twelve thirty-three. Canto ETH pays fourteen sixty. Um, note with USDC, so two stables together pays three twenty-nine. Notes USDT three thirty. So you know I'm 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 just having a great time, kind of watching what the community's doing, looking at what projects are getting built on. I am going to be talking to one of the founders, Scott Liu, today at uh, five o'clock. So looking forward to learning more about the protocol um, and kind of why they started it and hearing all about it. And I'll, I'll, I'll report in on that uh, uh, tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I've been reaching out to protocols that I'm friends with and saying, Hey, you know, let's get over here. You guys should deploy over here. So hoping to, hoping to move some of these folks over, do a little biz dev for Canto and, and, you know, try to get, uh, try to get more activity, more action, more, uh projects playing in the space.
1: Yeah, I mean, we know how this game. Are those hey, are those rewards locked or vesting periods or anything so like that?
0: So the the LP and lending no. The staking uh you can unstake at any time but there's a 21 day cooldown period. Okay. So, um you you will be holding for 21 days post your decision to unstake.
1: So everybody I'm, that just came in the TVL over the last like 3 or 4 days That basically is essentially, is that mostly staking? Uh,
0: No, I would say probably most. Well, let's see what it says. Hold on.
1: Because I'm just trying to figure out that that's a 21-day lockup then. So, you know, I'm getting that. The money's making looks pretty good over there for 21 days.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Or more like
1: 16 days now. So watch those, like, openings or distribution.
0: By the way, I didn't know it, but DeFi Llama has an airdrops. Uh, section that shows yeah. coming and recent airdrops. I hadn't seen that. So
1: um you know, we looked at it a long, long time ago last fall, but you know, it just kind of got overcome by events because we found other sources of data for the airdrops, like there was that one yeah. kind of more spreadsheety looking one, but it was really good data. Yeah. Um mu- was it multi farm? Which one was that? I can't don't remember, it, but it just sort of got forgotten. But look, that's still a game to play. I mean, yeah, I think grinding it out, tearing the trough while you're waiting for the next upswing, you might as well bag some airdrop tokens.
0: Yeah, so they're up to fifty-seven million TVL, uh, twenty-nine million in the decks, and twenty-eight million in lending. So that's not even counting the validator staking. Okay. I don't know what's I don't know what the totals are on the validator staking. I mean, you can do a, a brief. Let me see if it shows in the validator list. Uh, so everybody nah, it doesn't
1: show. So the people, the lending, there's there's no lockups there. No and lockups the, on
0: the lending and the liquidity
1: pools. There's no, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. it's it's probably not as dramatic of a fall off as I was thinking. So
0: no, nah, look, know, maybe I mean, don't be, worry about it. My much. my expectation is there's going to be all of the Johnny Come Latelys over the next week, two weeks, whatever that are going to dump, right, and, and whatever I, the guys that got the airdrops, but what I'm excited about is how many people are building here, how rapidly things are starting to be deployed. A couple of uh, dexes are coming, uh, one from a, a FUBAR who we've had on the show, who I absolutely have the utmost respect for. He's, he's just brilliant. Um, he's launching a DEX called Forte. Um, but you know, all in all, I'm just really, really um, impressed with, uh, with, with everything that's been happening on it. Look, they've had a couple of hiccups, a couple of slowdowns because RPCs were overloaded, whatever. But for the most part, things have gone really smoothly and people are really working hard to help each other out. I think people are generally kind of excited because it's new, it's fresh. In the middle of a bear market, it's nice to see you know, something with a little bit of hopium and, and something that's doing things differently. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. It could all collapse. It's an experiment. Like nobody has done the things that these guys are doing, making the dex, the lending protocol, all of that, um, core to the chain, right? The, the, the idea and free public infrastructure. So there's no fees. All of that is, is, is really impressive. Now you're currently you're trading through slingshot, but like I said, other dexes are, are coming online. So.
1: Well, Bradley, chilling hard, man. Chilling, chilling
0: hard. hard. Look, I don't have, you know, I, personally, I've only got a couple hundred of my, bucks of my own money. Now, I, you know, at the time I got the airdrop, it was worth like, I don't know, 1500 bucks, something like that. I, I don't remember. Now it's, you know, the price is down, so it's worth like a thousand bucks, but mm-hmm. I don't have any, you know, I don't have any big upside bag that I've paid hey, and invested in it. It's, are those it's,
1: airdrop tokens locked up at all?
0: No. Okay.
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was just, I mean, they gave airdrop tokens to everybody that went through the whole testing protocol on their test net. So very cool. Uh, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with it. I'm pleased with how things are growing with the community. It's a lot of fun. It's just fun. So look, if you want to come in here and experiment again, always, you know, this is definitely experiment only put in money that you're happy to burn because it's very likely the outcome is it'll burn. That said, you know, it's not a brand new chain in terms of it wasn't written from scratch. It's based on uh, Polkadot. Uh, um, I'm sorry, no, the EV MOS chain. Um, it's EVM compatible. If you've got a project you're working on, you know, there's a lot of hype around this platform right now. It might be really cool to, to, deploy, to deploy here. So, you know, if you're a founder building something or you have something out there, you may want to consider, you know, putting it on Canto um, and seeing if you can take advantage of some of the hype. Like, you know, right now you'll be one of the first five dApps deployed on the, on the platform. And there are thousands of people and a decent amount of TVL building up. So, and everyone in here wants to do more. So anyway, it, it's fine. Yeah.
1: No, you'll get a lot of free publicity. You probably cut a really good deal. Um, if you've got something turned ready to go right now. Yeah. Why not? Go test yeah. Bennett it or whatever. Uh, exactly exactly
0: so good stuff good stuff yeah. it's a lot of fun i encourage anybody that wants to play come play because it's it's a it's a cool place to be
1: it's uh, i'm having a well, be- great find by the way great find yeah, yeah well you know
0: twitter tw- it's my
1: twitter addiction yeah you're this one of those high-powered influencer guys yeah sure so you know it's like they just come around it's like um, you know, that was a, just thinking back to that 3ac article and just how those guys really started as influencers you know, and R being ETF, public ETF stock. I mean, that's just what how fast things can change. Yeah. And within three or four years, they're tanking on what forty billion dollars or something like that. I'm like, yeah. You know, that's just an amazing story.
0: Yeah. So you know, we'll see how it goes. Like I said, I'm doing it for fun. I I love kind of watching a community grow and build. Um, you know, uh, and it's it's fun to see people interacting. It's it's good stuff. So anyway
1: uh put up your wallet address so they can um yeah
0: yeah actually if you go join and you they have a bridge built into the protocol if you go join uh dm me with your wallet address and i'll send you the canto you'll need to do the conversion of your tokens over so if you decide you want a bridge just dm me on telegram or twitter or whatever b05 crypto and i'm happy to give you the the canto tokens you need to pay the gas fees to bridge over so um, so interestingly, I, I hadn't heard about this Now, if you remember um, uh, Telegram actually uh, launched a blockchain, Ton. Well, right. I don't know if it was called Ton at the time But anyway, they had to give it back was. all the it money was. they raised it They was, had to yeah. give back all the money they raised And so it became an open source project And everybody is, uh, you know the, They're a core team of developers still building it um, Evidently, things are starting to go decently And they actually set up I guess, ton domain names like .ens or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, They held an auction and raised, it looks like, uh, between the two types, uh, about, oh, one, oh, shit, wallet.tons sold for $260,000 while casino.tons sold for $244,000. Now, from everything I understand, this is a really high-speed, blockchain, um, you know, high performance. Um, and and when I've looked at their stuff in the past was really fascinated with kind of their approach to building this. But the cool thing is, is he's job is now saying that they may um, start offering high value telegram usernames um, as NFTs and build they're going to and that they're going to launch a marketplace in a few weeks for that specifically on the ton blockchain. So, you know, we've looked at this before. They are up, I think it was like 6 or 7% today. Um, But, you know, we've looked at ton before when they had some other hype on on some things they launched and released. You know, I'm starting to think we need to start uh, taking a closer look at this one. But uh, is that ton? Is this the same ton? Because I just saw an alert. Oh, it must have been down in the last. That's interesting.
1: Wait, wait, is this the right one?
0: I'm trying to find out. Uh, oh. I don't know. Where does it describe it? Oh, here. I'll do it over here with the website addresses. Oh, doesn't look like it. That's not the right one. If the website uh, doesn't have a secure certificate,
1: what do you think? Yeah, not likely. Try it again. Let's see what we can find. There's Tokamak, tokamak. TonToken.
0: Tuncoin. Here Ton we, coin, we go. Yeah. I think this is it. Yeah, ton.org. There we go. So up, uh, well, it says down 14.75%. No. Well, that's weird. Why does it say up 11.10% but down 14.75% here?
1: Does uh, that make sense?
0: Oh, it was, uh, I guess it was cashed. Yeah. Oh, or that's some serious fluctuations. It went back to 107 and then went back to down 13 Let me look at the chart. What the fuck? Oh no, it's up! Look at that shit. Yeah, yeah. one thirteen to one twenty-nine. Uh,
1: 16,
0: 16 cents. Yeah. So
1: you know, Look, click the three months. Click the three months up there. Said twenty-four hour. Click three months.
0: Oh yeah, back to back to where it was in June, and below where it was in uh, May. So, yeah. anyway. Here's the thing. If you know that Telegram is going to start launching shit on top of this, and they have 700 million
1: users, I well, think that we've been talking about for you and me, not the show. Right. Since like 20, 2017, when, you know, Telegram, remember the, the white paper was out on the ton. Yeah, the sale. Yeah, and um, I was like, this is mind-blowing stuff. And then, you know, they got in their SEC problem, and um, you know, doing a securities offering. So they remitted all the money back. Yeah. Um, and then I think they might've did a private raise after that, if I'm not mistaken, but I, I could be wrong. Um, and here we are back again with all those users. Who's not in telegram. Um, I mean, it's still the best communities to me Yeah, me um, too. to communicate. I love best the X. Yeah. Yeah. Vis-a-vis say discord. Yeah. Um, to me it is, but you know, this is one that, you know, I don't know how many, how many users of discord have, and how many are of age to do contracts?
0: It's like Drops Tabs having a little issue. Um, let's see if we can find out. Well, I'll do it while
1: you look at that. I'll, I'll Google it. Yeah.
0: So um, you know, it's on Uniswap and a lot of different uh, centralized exchanges: FTX, OKX, um, Pancake Swap for Dex, Uniswap for Dex, Gate.io. I'm personally, this is not financial advice, but I'm going to go buy some ton because. Yeah. My my feeling is, if um, Telegram launches an NFT marketplace and sells domain names, they're going to be a lot of tons circulating, and there's going to be 700 million users exposed to it. Because that that Telegram message I showed, you know, that's from him sending a message to every user of Telegram, right? So he's yeah, he's that's a big channel. It's better than Twitter at that, that point when got. you
1: think about it. Think about it. Like yeah. what you can do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very interested. I'm going to take a closer look at the chain and what they're building and how it's built. But to me, this seems like a real sweet uh, opportunity. So, um, you know, for some upside, whether short term or long term.
1: Yeah, I um, you know I'm just looking at Discord. Obviously, the bulk, 42% of the users are 25 to 34, 22% are 16 to 24 how many do they have um, uh what i'm trying to find i can't find the total number i'm just finding percentages here i'm in a Statistica report. you know there's they're paywalled so let me see if i can find something else discord user reg- over 300
0: over 300 million registered users
1: there you go okay so half, yeah i see less here now 140 thousand million thousand. monthly active this was last year that's just 2021 yeah so you said what 300 million 300 so million telegram has
0: 2022,
1: it said. Yeah, telegram well, has twice that. Yeah.
0: This says 2020, so 300 million 2020. Um active servers, Discord servers, 13.5 million. Uh 15 billion valuation. Yeah, that's
1: a big raise They've, they've, raised, they've raised
0: 980 million. Last year they took another round. This says cumulative, so. Eight hundred and fifty million messages are sent every day. So anyway, um, well, don't uh, you
1: think that look when I see like say Telegram and a you know a token and a giant blockchain in domains basically um, yeah. tied to NFTs and I believe Telegram handles um, or you know identifiers. To me, it's almost like a whole nother way to. It's almost like it is a browser then, in a lot of ways. Right.
0: Well, look. You I know. mean, yeah. And now you, you can where build I'm going. in. You know what I'm saying? Guys. Yeah, you can build in security. You can build in the DApps to it. Like that. Look, I love interacting um, with the command line, and I'm disappointed in the bots that are available in Telegram. But mm-hmm. the idea of being able to do everything or a lot of things DeFi related in Telegram to me is very appealing. Um, I would love to see much more interaction in UI between Telegram and, and uh, DeFi in general. So ton has a a, just a a ton of opportunity.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, think about if they did. I mean, think about how these big communities are grow, you know, we talk a lot about community community engagement. And, you know, we t- touched a tiny bit that one time on Sh- Shib and their metaverse play, but, but, you know, all of their sort of fanboys in their community would come to it. And I'm thinking if Telegram or Discord or a group like that that already has, um, you know, hundreds of millions of users can basically make an easier play into the metaverse world and, and dominate it or be the de facto choice um, because of everybody they're bringing, the mob they bring with them. And this type of functionality in Telegram, it's like, who doesn't I guess everybody knows about Telegram, but what you can do in it versus the other ones, um, you know, these can be giant plays going. These can be the Apples and Googles of the next wave easily um, with what they have. And of course, they'll get bought before that. um, But still i mean these are the ones that i think have all the critical mass needed to be um you know whatever you want to call it another internet or another metaverse or another you know platform or operating system or ways of interacting and it has all the privacy built in that's what i like so you don't Absolutely. have all these issues that we're having now with privacy i mean you saw no. all saw the stuff I had pulled up a link somewhere on this, sent the discussion going on now about U.S. central bank coin and that Garland has to make a decision by September 5th with guidelines. And, you know, 25 countries are already doing it. You know, these stable coins, central bank coins. And and to me, one of the big concerns of it all is privacy. And so, you know, they're clarifying all this. But to me, I you know, we've been on the privacy bandwagon for a while, but. I would advise everyone to really think through, again, how much data you're leaving laying around, behavioral data, that can be used to tailor pitches towards you. And as the computing power gets stronger and stronger, it's not like it's a person doing it. It's an algorithm targeting you. Um, You want to get as much stuff as possible into these operating system platform type deals where the privacy is already there.
0: That's right. And
1: this is one of them. Discord doesn't have that, so well um, and and built into
0: Telegram, you've got now video conferencing, broadcasting, all kinds of content distribution mechanisms. Um, You know, for Ton, there are built-in crypto wallets in Ton uh, already deployed um, in Telegram. You know, there's just uh, there's a ton of potential here. So I'm uh, I'm actually I'm actually pretty excited about this.
1: Well, because there's so much activity already. If you lay think about all these other groups, think about like Tron, how they're always trying to create activity. You know, they got tons of users. They got tons of little dice rolling crap going on. They're all trying to create functional uh, utility um, in these platforms. Well, these platforms already have that. And then if you lay in blockchain and, you know, crypto and meta and all the stuff we talk about on top of that. Yeah. That's, Pretty compelling.
0: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Potentially mergers
1: um, even. You know, again, maybe this is something that the moot should think about. If you could somehow merge Algorand, well, Telegram already has a blockchain. They don't need Algorand. But some, there's, you know, there's examples out there where you could do stuff like that. Um, yeah. Someone trying to really resurrect one of these, you know, zombie chains, whether, you know, um, Cardano, Stellar, Tron, you know, all the 28, 2017 darlings.
0: Yeah,
1: there might be a play there, but, yeah. but this uh, is, I like this a lot.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let me, uh, go to the next thing, Joe. So Canto, Telegram, uh, e-staking is accelerating in advance of the merge. So, you know, uh, that's good. Uh, growing in the number of deposits and contract addresses, everything. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I really think that two things are driving that people want to get their free proof of work tokens, whatever, from those grifters. And then um, uh, I think people think there's going to be a bounce and they want to earn an extra four to five percent of ETH from staking and securing the network. So uh, anyway, uh, I'm so glad everybody, to see
1: who's, everybody who's bought and staked can't be selling right now, right? That stuff's locked for six months. That's locked. At, okay. at least
0: six months post-merge, at least. Okay. We, we don't know how long it'll be yet because it's got to wait for an upgrade to go.
1: So what's interesting then to me is that so other people are selling that aren't staking um, and yet the staking volumes are going up. So yeah. it tells me people are buying as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously not as much as the selling, but people are looking at this price dip and looking at this opportunity okay the ones who think they've missed are now are like okay now i'm gonna buy and stake yeah so otherwise where would the volume be coming from other than people just having wallets full of eth and deciding to stake today versus you know months ago so i think that's a positive very positive thing to see absolutely absolutely
0: um oh so i saw this tweet i just I just finished listening, you know, when I drive, I listen to books, right? I just finished reading, listening to this awesome book called The Infinite Game. And I I don't think there's a model for business that better fits DeFi than this book. I highly recommend it uh, by Simon Sinek. Um, It's actually based on a book uh, by another guy. I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, it's an application of a concept to... Businesses and the the essential message is of having a mission based focus, breaking out of kind of the quarterly short term incentives, um, uh, aligning your team around a full cause and a mission as opposed to um, you know short term gains on stocks, etc. and it's, it's really a foundational kind of book that people can use to set up and think about their businesses. So the, the company examples he gives are uh, Apple and Patagonia and Starbucks and others that have had in the past mission-based approaches, cause-based approaches to building and running and growing their business and building their team. And it's there's some really great data and some really great examples that he gives in the book. So I had just freshly finished that. And then I see this this tweet about the sushi swap uh trying to still hire i guess the last head chef got rejected
1: the one that we were talking about a few weeks john,
0: ago john howard yeah i okay. think he got i don't think it passed um so evidently the vcs that own the biggest stake are actually setting up this the parameters for the job and so you know people are talking about how big the compensation is or how it functions or that there's a, a severance clause of 24 months with decreasing monthly for every month he's there, um, but here's what stood out to me. Right, they're waiting this on only a 12 month contract.
1: Right, uh, right, and they're Is this waiting. the stuff that John Howard proposed, or was their counter?
0: I think that this was what the community, the 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 core team, uh, came up with with him. But now it's a little bit of variance, but similar. Right. Okay. I think the salary was 800 thousand instead of 700 thousand. But a 350,000 sushi bonus, right? Um, if the project in the 12 months hits any of these prices based on a 30-day TWAP, right? So, oh, no, it's now it's six months severance. The previous one was 24 months severance, sorry. Um, but here's what this said to me immediately after having read this book, The Infinite Game, was this is so fucking short-term oriented. First of all, you're handicapping somebody with only a 12-month contract, right? You're 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 making it so that there's not an ability to do long-term vision because that person's only going to be thinking about what can I show the community in 12 months,
1: right? Exactly. How much then, can I pull out of the till in and months? how
0: much can I make if <laughs> yeah. I just hype the fuck out of this thing and focus on short-term gains instead yeah. of long-term strong strategy, right? And I was like this is just pitiful. So I just said, have we learned nothing? Short-term deals, short-term incentives gets you short-term gains and a shell of a protocol, right? The
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, I mean, scroll up again, just so I could see the deal again while you're talking. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, it,
0: just like in the business world, the, the kind of this quarterly focus, has to shift. And if we're going to do things fucking differently, we should be doing things differently. And if any kind of project should be mission-based, it's ones in DeFi and even ones like SushiSwap that, you know, was rebuilt by the community, rebuilt by people that jumped in to save it, you know, at the last minute, had aggressive planning, built awesome projects for the long-term. And I, I just, so what we know is that the proposal was written by the Two biggest or the salary the compensation model was bitten written by the two biggest holders the two biggest
1: whales which are both VCs right they're US but, VCs or do we know I have VCs? no I I don't know is I, it public I, info though is it public the yeah names?
0: I saw the names of them in another thing I was reading in a
1: forum okay. but cool. I can't
0: remember who they are so you know they're looking to get out and dump <laughs> so they don't give a shit if it's short term they want that pump they want to see it pump so they can
1: dump you know yeah look the deal you know i i think if i'm trying to think of what i would take for that job but i'm also thinking about what how i would how i think ideally needs to be structured um you know what what is everybody what would shareholders want here price up of the token okay so think about that's you know kind of what it reflects uh, the value of the earnings of the organization at this point. They sort of tend to correlate, even though they're not directly tied. So, the salary, I don't know, that that seems a little high to me yeah. for someone there. I mean, for an incentive based deal, you know, what's it at? A buck 10 or something right now or a dollar four? And you That's want cool. to get it back up into the, the teens, at least, should be yeah. this person's objective. So, um, you know, 700,000 seems a little heavy for me, to me. Um, and then the three hundred fifty thousand dollar or three hundred fifty thousand token roadmap bonus,
0: yeah,
1: seems like you know moot when you look at the next section, which are the bonuses. Now I can't see it because you switch screens, but it. it's on. the one where it has sort of the the ladder. We hit different price targets, right? I mean, right. that's where I would put everything, but I wouldn't be look two hundred, you know, two hundred thousand at five. You know, 180,000 at seven, 160,000 at nine, 120,000 at 11, 100,000 at 13. And then look, I mean, 500,000 if it hits 50 bucks.
0: If he hits the roadmap, that's what I would do. Yeah. And if he hits the roadmap and then he hits this, it's, I mean, there's already, that's 1.2 million sushi.
1: The roadmap is just kind of like a. It's too much of a distraction because he's going to be fighting um, over. Okay. What are the milestones?
0: That's fifteen you know? million six hundred six hundred thousand dollars if he hits 13.
1: Yeah. But I would put one more layer in there. I would drop all those numbers. I'd hit one more layer up super high. Like what does he get if it hits 50?
0: You know, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. but you here's, know? The, here's the thing I'm concerned about that. I would bracket these out longer term. And I want them to build, I, I really would rather, I'm fine with incentivizing on price, but I want a longer time frame than 12 months.
1: I think so. Yeah. I, so I, I want this out.
0: That. I want yeah. like a three-year deal. And, and I want a focus on the roadmap and strategy to be, you know, building out the infrastructure, building out the team, hiring the right players, pulling together kind of what the overreaching strategy that's going to make SushiSwap be an innovator in the space and how they're going to market it and how they're going to integrate and how they're going to do biz dev. That's what I want a CEO or a head chef focused on. I want them focused on the longer term, building this for a longer term. Now, at, you're going to get rid of all the, what will happen is if you approach it that way, philosophically, you're going to get rid of all of the you know short-term players. But to me, that's fine. What you want is a community of people that are going to work with the team to make it a long term play, a big score investment well, three, five, 10 years from now.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, when you do activist investing, say a public company, and, you know, the hedgeys or finance guys have it in play and they're hiring CEOs to come in and run it, the first job is to right the ship and stop the bleeding, basically. And then it's to grow long. A lot of these teams, you know, the CEO you hire comes with like five or six guys and gals that he's worked with for 20 years already. So what you're buying is you're buying that network and that there are players in that space. So I don't know who John Howard is, but you know, the guy you want in this job is the one who's going to be able to do two things. One, navigate the regulatory landscape uh, that's there for DeFi, particularly for everything that SushiSwap does. And two, Grow it, growth yep. strategy, grow revenue. Who is this guy friend with? What are the revenue streams can John Howard bring to the table? Well, I
0: don't think John Howard's in the picture anymore.
1: Well, I mean, but that's what I'm saying is that whomever that person is, Steve Smith, John Howard, John right. Doe, they need to be able to do that for Sushi Swap.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you don't want another, you know, you don't need more programmers and developer types in there um, at this point. You need someone who can set strategy and vision and bring in more revenue. Yeah. and then game or navigate both the regulatory landscape and the I think looming absorption into Wall Street finance. Well, and I so tell that you what would be in my be deal taken. if
0: I I tell you what would be in my deal if I took this job on Un, unlimited legal counsel paid because
1: that's Yeah, you'd have to be indemnified completely. That, that's a high risk.
0: That's a high risk gig. So Niblett says Deming says when you treat a metric as a target it's no longer a metric. It's target to be gained. Those yeah. numbers are targets to be gained. I totally agree. Sean says at the pub, VC sets compensation for a CEO based on price over a period. This is a tech company, not a decentralized project. So two things, Uh, first, yes, most VCs do that, or three things. Uh, Number two, um, there are VCs though, that are long-term players. They're not short-term scores, right? And number three, there were no VCs in SushiSwap. These are just people that have accumulated tokens from the market. This was not investments in the protocol from the beginning. Number four. But who are the two
1: VCs? You said there were two big VCs. I don't, I don't remember their names,
0: but they weren't VCs that invested in SushiSwap. They're just VCs that have cornered tokens. That's all. Okay. Got they, it. They, these are not people that invested. SushiSwap was built by one dude. He absconded with some of the money uh, in, in the protocol. And um, – Uh, the former, the guy who took over for him convinced him to give the money back. He did, and he disappeared. That was Nomi. And they took it over as a community effort. And the team came together and started earning salaries from Sushi, but they built everything as a team with all the proposals coming from the community. So they would say, hey, we might, we think these would be good things to build. What do you think? But the community would actually propose them. So I would say this um, sushi used to be very community oriented. Then their CTO was Joe Buck. Can't remember his name. Blow Better come to me. Joe Blow. He, he tried, he was hired specifically to come in and try to organize the tech team and put in development processes, et cetera. He tried to set up a structure like this with, you know, team CEO, et cetera, et cetera. And he, um, was pushed out because the team didn't like him the way he wanted to structure it. They felt it was too corporate, too, whatever. Too well now yeah. after the collapse, guess what? Everybody, the whole up, now would they want businessy? My point being that um of all of the major dexes in the market, I would put sushi swap in the top, you know, three to five of community-based decentralized up to now because cool. Much of it came from the community that was built.
1: Also, wasn't it kind of like the pioneer big DeFi uh, like swapping platform? I mean, well, it's swap it, and everything. It,
0: yeah it it did a, a a vampire attack on on them on the the first really few. No, Sushi did it because Sushi launched with a token, right? And Sushi launched with a governance token, right? So they. And then they incented every user on Uniswap to come get a free, come to get free tokens. That's right. And they, so they vampired away a shit ton of users. A lot of those ended up going back and using both, but that's how they had astronomical growth from the beginning was they vampired onto the protocol. So,
1: yeah, I mean, they have all the pieces of the puzzle here. This has been an execution problem for the last 12 months. And, right. you know get your shit together figure out what you want to do set your strategy and execute on it you have all the pieces you have community you have brand you have tvl you're definitely in the top five of uh i mean i don't know who, who would we put in this space uh quick uni sushi uh, uh, pancake swap sure pancake swap in terms yeah. of volume yeah in terms and of volume the
0: number
1: of users who would the fifth one be Um, well so they're top five for sure yeah Yeah. um if you can't write this ship and execute you got a great brand the whole sushi thing is cool you know the the farms and everything in there you've got you know uniqueness um to me it's like like you said you need orient around a longer term two to three years and you bring in someone that can do that for you but you know you have to decide what you want to be do you want to be the project that's cool and fun, or do you want to be the scaling business? That's not going to be as much fun anymore, to be blunt, um, but you're going to make a lot more money. And that's what they got inside. Now these two investors, I think I was confused and thought they were VCs that were directing um, policy. And so um, well, Sean commented so, on it that way, but if they're just- Well, actually holders,
0: Sean's, Sean's right in function, right? They have accumulated over the last year enough tokens to control the votes right yeah. so that takes away the decentralization that was the foundations of the project my point was that number one they did not they were not like the orig- there were no original vcs in SushiSwap. this was a bootstrapped thing there, there were there were no vc investments in sushi swap for we're the on the beginning. same
1: page i get it
0: the the difference now is is that they've been able to accumulate enough tokens to control voting although i will say i looked at it earlier and I think the vote on John Howard was like 51% to 49%. And the VCs controlling that those big tranches of tokens were the ones putting John, for, John forward. Oh. So um, it, they have a margin, but I don't know if they have a full margin. It looks like the community kind of rallied against them in that instance. Um, and look, the VCs also know that if they piss off the common holders enough, there's going to be a massive dump on their token value. So they've got to navigate it carefully. So I agree with you, Sean, that VCs having control of a majority voting power in the protocol is bad. But I also think there are methodologies for dealing with that. And I also agree with you that that makes it not decentralized because they control it. But that said, there is community pressure and all of the history of sushi is community built. So that's that's really my point.
1: Yeah, I mean, they could be like a mom and pop investment club, or they can be a financial juggernaut. They just exactly. got to figure out which one they want to be.
0: Exactly. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, that's already loaded. That. Uh, I've always
1: liked Sushi Swap, though. I mean, I like the ease of use. I'll tell you, feature wise, though, the the smaller kids on the block have been bringing better product and better user experience.
0: Well, you should go back and look at the new shit that's on sushi. They've done a really good job. They now have cross. How would you compare it
1: to spirit? I'm specifically thinking about spirit. Uh, Uh, So
0: I would put spirit swap V2 above sushi. Absolutely. I wouldn't even hesitate from a UI UX experience from a functionality capabilities experience, but built into sushi are some really cool infrastructure things for uh, creating a ecosystem because they built out over the last year and a half or so infrastructure components that provide really powerful apis to build products so where i think they failed the greatest over the last year and a half is biz dev i think that's where they fucked up is they haven't done a good enough job recruiting developers to utilize the platform components that they've built that makes it easy cool safe to build protocols and DApps on their platform that's where I would have focused a shit ton of time is getting a lot more protocols integrated into the platform, so or training a bunch of devs to use their stuff and have them build new stuff on
1: it. But they've been anyway. spending all their time trying to find a CEO and hiring and firing well, and find a CEO. Yeah. Get
0: over the controversy of the people they had to fire who were fucking around doing some shady shit. You know, just
1: normal shady shit stuff. in DeFi, God. Yeah, who could believe it? Surprise. Ronan
0: hackers transferred stolen funds from ETH to BTC and then used the sanctioned mixers on the BTC blockchain, Bitcoin blockchain. So I just thought that was interesting considering the Tornado Cash shit. Uh, the, so the North Koreans are also using uh, the already sanctioned uh, BTC mixers.
1: Wait, so – okay, so how is that – what's your point? I mean, I'm just, is there a way to do it? No, I just found it really. It's more I, anonymous. Is that yeah, it? Or? I just,
0: yeah, they, well, I mean, bottom line is they don't give a fuck about the sanctions, right? So, right, North So OFAC has now sanctioned these mixers and sanctioned the mixers on at Tornado Cash, uh, but the bottom line is the people that they're actually trying to fucking stop, the North Koreans, don't give a fuck.
1: They're still moving, laundering money. Yeah, they're still
0: laundering the money, right? They they could give a shit. So obviously, they have a way to get this off and out, or they wouldn't be using a sanctioned exchange that gets tracked. I mean, mixer that gets tracked. So the bottom line is, all of this regulatory, you know, posturing to say we want to stop the evil terrorist hackers is bullshit. Just absolute bullshit because they obviously don't care, and they have a way to get this money out. So.
1: Well, I think that's strong words, but, but to me, I'm like, how, so they have to have a, if there's no risk at the off-ramp point, I guess the off-ramp is North Korea. Then they got to have likely. a bank there that's converting it into dollars for them or something, you know, North Korean bank or something somewhere. To that effect. Or um, they've got,
0: or they've, they have people who are, you know, they've set up around the world that have accounts that are shilling, you know, that are, that are pretending to be something who knows i mean look this is they have gotten away with hundreds of billions of dollars in hacks yeah but so, they're
1: hacking it from another site or another project right are these the ones Is this proceeds of all the shady out the meth and sex trafficking and all the stuff they're doing is you talking about proceeds from that or are you talking about proceeds from hacks hacks yeah Exploits. okay yeah. so they yeah. could still yeah so see it's hard to stop them because you know anybody else like you or me or the who are the <laughs> a couple that got busted in new york or whatever with that hack from a couple years ago yeah you can't get it into cash where you can spend it or you can't get you it can't into a fucking thing with it yeah, yeah but they can but are they really because it's draining their foreign currency reserves then and then the north korean treasury is holding the crypto still or they have
0: people set up around the world that you know take out and wire it all back them. yeah Yeah. who knows i mean i have no idea but obviously they don't give a shit if something's on the sanctioned list so no
1: well that's you can't if you i mean you can only snatch them when they're out of the country at that point if they want to sit in north korea go figure (laughs) yeah but i mean
0: i think the real point here is is the pretense was that the reason that the government is sanctioning these uh, these mixers bitcoin and ethereum Yeah. yeah is to stop you know evil North Koreans and terrorists from being able to get to their money. But guess what? Doesn't matter. And look, the sanctions on banks haven't mattered either. Look at the Panama Papers, right? I mean, there's always a way around for the bad guys. Always. They always find a way. They find somebody to bribe. They find, you know, whatever they do uh, to defeat the system, whether it's crypto or fiat or whatever. So anyway. Uh, So here's some. Here's here's a here's some great uh, from CoinDesk uh, example of uh, lack of analytical thinking. Uh, the the Voyager customers uh, filed. How much,
1: did they lose? How much did Voyager lose?
0: Uh, I don't remember what the total was. Hold billions,
1: on, billions, so billions, basically, you yeah, hundreds yeah. of millions. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know what the final total was, but they of uh, their attorney, Voyager customers' attorney. Filed documents, rejecting uh, the $1.9 million to pay retention bonuses to 38 critical employees that include, uh, technical infrastructure, legal, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I'm just thoroughly amazed at the naivete of people in this space or people who have invested, because if you don't retain those fucking people, you're not getting jack out of this,
1: yeah. It's all going to disappear <laughs> when they it's leave like, vaporizing.
0: I understand you're pissed off, I understand your money's locked up. I now discovered a, a relative has a, a sizable amount of money locked at uh, Celsius and she's pissed off. Um, but you, you've you got to do the nuts and bolts shit to retain people because here's what happens in a company when it files chapter 11 everybody says let me pull off the word doc update the fucking resume and get the fuck out of this sinking ship and the only way you keep them is you give them a nice big chunk of money to stay around long enough for you to salvage shit and try to relaunch or get acquired and i I just i'm amazed at the people i mean think about what this took Entire conversations about we want to reject this conversations and paying an attorney to submit this rejection of it. All nobody in that group is thinking about the fact that this is a really stupid fucking thing to do. So.
1: anyway. Yeah. I guess what I would say is look, it's you're frustrated, but I'm wondering if there's other existing employment contracts in place that have cause related elements to them. um, that They feel like they already got those employees locked up
0: they can't, well, they wouldn't have asked for the 1.9 million if they had them locked up.
1: No, I'm saying, yeah, but I think that's, my guess is the 38 employees are probably going to be the senior people on the team. All right. The CEO is definitely in that mix.
0: I think what it said, where was it? Non-exec, the employees were described as being non-insider, apparently meaning non-executive employees. This is like the the IT guys, the guys that keep all the infrastructure yeah. fun- functioning, the servers secure. You know, there's a centralized exchange.
1: I asked the court to allow this company to redact the names, titles. uh
0: Yeah, because they don't want these crazy people that are mad at them coming after them.
1: Yeah, the yeah. Around. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean just, I would have that people. bonus structure would have so much contract language in there I'd have these guys owned for twenty years. Yeah, but, whatever you know, it takes. But yeah. I mean But you well, don't I mean, want them spend all their even, time looking for a job instead of helping you get your money back.
0: Because that's <laughs> all I would be doing if I were in their church. Yeah, That's that's an average of fifty thousand dollars per employee. So that is not senior executives. 38 people, you know. 1.9 million. This is people that $50,000 is probably life changing to them. They're probably making $65,000, or I shouldn't say life changing, is significant because they're probably making $65,000, $70,000. And now their stock options are completely fucking worthless. So the people that filed this, had their attorney file this, are just complete idiots, as far as I'm concerned. Just, you're an idiot. I
1: get right? it. You know, you're like, oh my God, you lost all my money. I'm not giving you a retention bonus. But I mean, is there any chance of these creditors getting their money back? Yeah, sure,
0: sure. And there have been rumors of people coming in to try to acquire this because they've
1: got a customer base. They have
0: infrastructure. Anybody that wanted, think about a bank that wants to get into the crypto game.
1: Bam. Well, there was a lot of talk about Goldman Sachs really eyeing Celsius up and down. Um, Yeah. But they didn't pull the trigger for some reason.
0: So this is just stupid, people. If you're in any of one of these companies and they say they want to retain employees, especially like essential employees, and it's like 50 grand a pop, Give it because you're you're gonna lose everything if this if this system collapses if the servers go down if the fucking thing gets hacked it's just going to be the death knell for this so don't be an idiot you, you got to think long term to get the maximum money out you want Voyager to recover you want them to reorganize you want them to be able to pay you back doing this doesn't help that cause Mm-mm.
1: so anyway short terms
0: Celsius oh, yeah, this, is so trying term. to make money yeah. on mining. Um, and evidently they're saying that they'll turn a profit on it in January. Um, so I think this is a really interesting tactic by them, right? Like it it makes sense to me. Um, how much money they lost? Well, they spent 40 million. Oh, how much, what's their total losses? I don't know. Oh, it's a fucking journal (laughs)
1: like, Isn't it like, yeah, 15 billion or something like that.
0: Right. Right. But I mean, look, if you could ramp up a mining operation, if you can augment revenue, and, yeah. and build out and things something. that are building revenue? Yeah. I mean to do me something, man. Yeah. It's a good sign. Agree.
1: It's a good sign. No, I like that too. I mean, because it's like they're not sitting around paralyzed. They're making decisions. Yeah. Um More 40 on million. The I wonder most... how I wonder what Sean would think. Forty million dollar investment in Bitcoin mining rigs.
0: That's Just probably like a tenth
1: of what Sean's doing. Yeah. But my point is that if you invested that, what would be your Reasonable sounds like child's play. That's like a return in a land. year on say forty million. Oh, that'd be in interesting. Rigs. Yeah,
0: what if you invest forty million in mining? What do you get back, Sean?
1: It's, and it's been the price obviously affects this—the price of Bitcoin. But let's just say Bitcoin at let's just say it's at fifty thousand uh, a coin. Then if you invested forty million, what do you think you'd be spinning out in a year from yeah. those rigs? What I don't is, know the cost the data, of rigs. Sean? I think we're it's starting like a probably fund. Probably five We're grand for a at, rig or something. And how much yeah. does that generate a year?
0: Yeah. We're going to start a Dow on ton to fund you via telegram to buy us mining rigs and manage them for us, Sean. So tell us how much we make if we raise, okay, you know, million.
1: one thing I wanted to jump on before we go is that, you know, I was thinking about these DAOs and this, you know, all the votes and the disorganization. And I started thinking a lot about, you know, how the, uh, democracy, uh, democracy is an attempt at a decentralization of sorts, and i started thinking about checks and balances you know in our governmental system and i started thinking and i'm not even close to figuring out what this means but what if you maybe DAOs could somehow be governed by these triumvirate structures and i'm not talking about multi-sig wallet but i'm talking about where you don't have to have the mob at the gates all the time arguing over everything it has some other process that gets decentralization, but more through a checks and balances type system, not a board of directors that dictates and votes, but something where there's almost like three boards of directors, you know, or something, Yeah, um, yeah. but just food for thought. And I'd love to talk about this. Well, more look, we I, I
0: mean, one of the things I'm most excited about at Dow's is seeping into corporate world. You know, I, I think there's opportunity for all kinds of cool, innovative governance.
1: So and I love the concepts. I mean, just think about like Democracy Dow. Maybe somebody's already using that, but yeah. somebody where you get. Well, that was the one that maybe? tried
0: to buy. Wasn't Democracy Dow the one that tried to buy the copy of the Constitution? Oh, that
1: is right. That is right. I'm yeah. thinking more about like how democracy is an de- attempt at decentralization. Okay. In general, yeah. you know, if you look at yeah. Plato and democracy, I mean. It's a decentralization play. Somehow, maybe there's a hybrid structure between pure DAO or everybody's got to vote. Just like you know, there's compromises in all governmental structures. That there's some kind yeah. of a checks and balances thing at the top. That's not a centralized board of directors. And how that yeah, I love actually work. So and there
0: are there are um, what is Vitalik's uh, Vitalik and a few guys. They came up with that uh, voting system that. Um, is used in a few places. I know there are governments experimenting with new mechanisms right. but not like community-based mechanisms more you know the legislatures voting differently and and you know using ranked choice voting and that kind of thing. But I I think we're going to see more of it. And, and we obviously have to have more successes so China's yeah. real estate market is considered the most important sector in the world. The total value stands at 60 trillion more than the entire U S equity market and two times our housing market. It's unraveling now with S and P predicting a 30% drop one and a half times worse than the 2008
1: crash. Um, I was there. What year is that? Oh, that's 2022. We've been talking about this for 14 years. It's yeah. been a Ponzi scheme at a yeah. level that, you know, these buildings are empty Everyone, yeah. when you see a town out in the middle of nowhere with forty high rises, there, there's nobody in them. I mean, yeah. I've been to this place not lately, but you know, ten over ten years ago, there was nobody in them then. Yeah, you know, they just don't people that the Chinese mortgage real estate investor person 70, real estate
0: seventy percent of China's household wealth is now tied to property. Yeah, now I I feel horrible for the average Chinese person who's invested in it um and will lose their money but i also part of me doesn't mind a little check on the power of china with uh but the problem is it's it it will impact us
1: as well right yeah it probably will i mean the thing is to look at what they had to do they had to put up 30 percent of the and start paying
0: the mortgage before they got the house
1: yeah whereas like you know i was looking at again adjustable rate mortgages in this country remember all those beautiful interest only ones back in like the 2000s or whatever well they're starting to come back and um you know in all of that i i don't remember like putting down payments down on stuff you know i bought a house
0: during that and i didn't put a down payment
1: (laughs) yeah i remember nothing like that so when it all went goose egg you know and you're just like oh fuck it
0: well i tell you that story (laughs) no I, i think i so we had a house here and i i now kind of almost wish I had sucked it up and kept it, but I, am glad I didn't with this little house. When I first got married and we first had our son, uh, nearby here, uh, I, and it was already way over, the market was already heated. Right. But the nothing, there was no inkling of the coming crash and I'm not a real estate guy anyway. So it was like a little bit over $400,000 for the house. Right. This was, uh, well, you know, 2007.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. Buy so high, sell low.
0: So, but my wife was pregnant, nesting. We had yeah. To have she's it. not
1: getting her. Out she's out. not.
0: There was no patience. There was. You must get a place. So bought this house, got the mortgage. Didn't. I mean, it was like, you know, sign here, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was. Oh nothing. yeah. You got some cash, the, some assets. Blah blah blah. There was nothing. No money down. So I'm making the payments, and the whole thing crashes, and. I came home the you know plummeting value $100,000 in months in value loss okay. and then it was at half uh, at some point I came I came home I was working for somebody else at the time I came home and I said I told my wife I said I'm I'm not I'm not going to make the mortgage payment anymore. And she said what? I said I'm not making the mortgage payment anymore. And she said why? Well, I said because she goes well can we why did you lose your job can we are we poor or can you not afford it? And I said
1: no. We poor. <laughs> I
0: I might as well take the money out of my paycheck and set it on fire because it would have more value value than what I'm putting into this house that's going into the gutter. I said, so I'm not going to. So I explained it to her, and we hired an attorney, paid him 500 bucks a month, stayed in the house for another 18 months, took a ding on the credit for six months, and, uh, you know.
1: Strategic defaulted, basically.
0: It was exactly.
1: Uh, what were those I was things, short sales, short sales,
0: short sales. Yeah. Well, the beauty of it was they here's what the beauty of it was for everyone that got foreclosed on nobody that ended up owning your mortgage had the paperwork. And in the yeah. state of Florida, they had to have the original paperwork or could no longer claim ownership of the mortgage. Right. So the attorneys were just jacking these guys up like, yeah, dude, we're going to stay as long as we want. Right. So we eventually settled that we didn't take as big a hit. We didn't have any financial outlay. Stayed in the house an extra 18 months for 500 bucks a month I paid to the attorney um, and walked away. And so anyway, Uh, but my mother-in-law thought I was fucking insane.
1: What mother-in-law doesn't? (laughs) When their their son-in-law is like... (laughs) maneuvering the primary residents around you know they tend to go berserk so
0: priority developers created a ponzi scheme where they sold the projects that hadn't started yet and used that money to start other projects and continued in the cycle
1: (laughs) this has been going on forever i don't is this like wow We this out
0: so when this collapses dude well you (laughs) know i mean the good news is they're communists so the government will just take ownership of everything and
1: well, the good news is that, is that tether doesn't own any commercial chinese paper anymore that's yeah, good that's news. good news okay that's the good news uh, um i don't know how much look china's been cutting interest rates um because you know their economy is is stopping basically right they got this real estate problem which i think what did they say it was 30 trillion 60, um, 60. So that's probably already really written down to about twenty trillion. Yeah. So there's like a forty trillion dollar goose egg there. How much? How many U.S. firms are invested in those projects? Well, that's think a lot.
0: They said that U.S. has substantially increased investments huh. in China over the past decade, but not necessarily. He doesn't mention it that it's real estate specific. So,
1: oh yeah, okay. Because there has, been, when I might think about Tesla, Apple. Everybody that's building factories and doing stuff. I mean, that has really increased over the last uh, 10 years. Um, The real estate developers, though, related companies, Tishman Spire. um, uh, There's a bunch of other names. I just can't remember off the top of my head. Hines, I think, is one. And they were doing big, giant projects there. But they wouldn't be in the construction side. They would be financing people. So. I would suspect they've already seen the writing on the wall and have been pulling us. So I don't know. Uh, and plus all the U S Chinese, Chinese companies delisting from U S exchanges. Um, it's a, it's a big problem, but you know, they're going to have a capital flight problem too. with money floating out to the U S and Europe. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, I'm not saying I w- wish ill will on anyone, but you know, I don't mind seeing them get, Kicked in the gut a couple of times. Why not? They're acting like Yeah, serious.
0: Exactly. So, so, my buddy Sam Casmian, founder of Frax, genius, you know, God damn, he looks- protocol developer, uh, chose violence on Saturday. Um, Faye Protocol, um, after the exploit, there was a vote by the community. They agreed to pay everybody back and make everybody whole. Um, and it is now uh, reneging on that, did another vote to replace that vote. And essentially, Um, the people they aren't making whole are the Olympus. Uh, there were like three or four other projects. Um, they're only going to give them two to percent to 3% back. They're not going to take away. They're not going to take the money out of the collateralization of the protocol. And they are rewarding, uh, founders with big giant chunks of money. Um, and, So Sam did this thread. I'll put it in the links. We need to wrap it up. But I put it in the links. Yeah, I was just looking at the
1: clock. I'm like, all right, it's so much fun.
0: Yeah. um, But um, they're basically fucking over, you know, the communities of these other protocols, including FRAX and Olympus. Um, And uh, basically, he called them out. And I messaged Joey at at Faye and said, Hey, what's up here, buddy? You want to, you want to come on and chat? Um, cause I had interviewed him just prior to the exploit, like two days before. Um, and we held that interview. I've still never released it because it was all rah, rah, positive. Here's what they're doing Here's what they're building, which was really cool shit. Um, now they're essentially shutting everything down. Uh, so Faye and Rari are basically going to, if this proposal passes, reimburse, uh, the average holder, uh, give a pittance out to these projects that lost millions and millions of dollars who, you know, Sam and Olympus were, Frax and Olympus were huge supporters of Faye and Rari of the merger. They went in and built liquidity platforms for them. They invested a shit ton of money buying up their tokens to support them. And now they're basically fucking them uh, for wow. the founder. So I don't know all the details from their side of the story. I'm just knowing what, what Sam is, is complaining about. But they document and detail a lot of the data and numbers around it. Um, and I consider Sam a pretty trustworthy dude. So anyway, we got other shit to cover. I'll cover it another day. I just wanted to make sure and mention that. Um, but Let's thank you. Let's keep that around
1: t- for tomorrow too. I'd love to talk more yeah. about this. One. So Well, and I'll,
0: I, I've got a little more data and info on this. So yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. But thank cool. you everybody for listening and watching. Thank you, Niblets, Sean, Jay, for participating. We always love your comments. We appreciate everyone getting engaged. We love to share what you think and what you're saying. Uh, Sean has a, uh, ghosted us on the mining, Joe. I don't think we're going to get a piece of that action. Uh, yeah, I've
1: probably been overwhelmed by the his Guinness mining operation. You know? Well, I
0: and I also think he's a little annoyed with me on the whole sushi discussion but you know that's cool. We Sean and I do this on a regular basis so it's all good. Love the guy. Love you Sean. Drink one for me, buddy. Um <laughs> please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us spread the word. Also hit the little bell on YouTube so you get alerted when new episodes coming out. We always appreciate your feedback, your ideas, your critiques, things you like, things you don't like. Um I know everybody wants me to put timestamps on it. I started it. I had 3 in uh, on this episode for the first time and then lost track. So didn't do it. Uh, so I will try again tomorrow, but it's a difficult thing to do while you're trying to keep a train of thought. Thanks everybody for listening. Joe, have a great afternoon. Love you all. Appreciate you. Bye Joe.
1: Bye buddy. Thanks everyone. I'll call you later on. All right. Cool. We'll talk after the show ends. All right.